Good morning, good morning. How are you? This is Eshen, Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Three years of these podcasts. March, I started three years ago in March. And you know, it was like I started yesterday. No sense that three years have passed. So many, many podcasts. Hmm. And each one feels brand new, like like a new one, the fresh one, starting all over. You know, in Zazen practice, which such a life-saving practice, it's really about starting all over every single breath. So we are receiving a new opportunity, a new moment, a new illumination, really, a new, a new gift of life every single breath. Wow. When you really, really look at that, that's shocking. <laughs> Here sometimes we'll feel, oh, everything is the same. I'm stuck. Nothing is happening. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something is happening. You're breathing. You're alive. <laughs> the breath is going in and the breath is coming out. That is wow. Gasho, thank you. We do gasho in Zen practice. We put our two hands, palms together, and we bow. And very simple act. Very simple actions all through our practice bowed to say thank you for many, many things. When we walk to the edge of the zendo, to the edge of the door, we bow, we say thank you. Take a moment. We take that moment. Again, that's a beautiful teaching. Take a moment. Pause. Bow. Your whole body says thank you. Well, what do we... What we would say in our normal, rushing, acquisitive mind, well, well, what are we thanking for? Well, we're thanking the Zendo for being there. We're thanking those who cleaned it, who arranged the cushions, even though they may not be present. Even though they may have started this tradition thousands of years ago, we're thanking, thanking, thanking. We're taking a moment to recognize the incredible chain of beautiful events that have brought us here today, now. (sighs) Take a moment. That's an amazing koan. It's amazing. All the real koans are so practical (laughs) and so simple, like a raindrop. They're wonderful. And if we only practice them, that's the whole thing thing about Zen. Zen is a practice, gyo. It's not a philosophy, ultimately. It's not theoretical, for sure, although many people can go that way, including me. I mean, it's interesting, fascinating to read the thousands of books and commentary, but it comes really down to take a moment to doing it, to actually embodying it, to practicing it in your actual daily life. Otherwise, It's a lot of cobwebs hanging in the sky. It's not real. It's not here yet. It's not embodied. It's not touching your real heart, and it's not touching others. Because as you take that moment and stop and see where you are and thank 
give thanks, put your palms together, or even if you don't put your palms together, that's the, stop, bow in your mind, say thank you, thank you. We don't do that. We don't do many of the simple Zen actions, and they seem silly, they seem childlike even. Well, they're not. They're simple, yes, and they're transformational when we actually do them. <laughs> Can't just listen or read about it, just do it. You know, years and years ago when I was um, very beginning my practice, really, I only sat a few years, and I was teaching a, a course out on Long Island um, in the adult education program, and there were many policemen in the course. And it was course that included Zen practice. So it was called self-change. Although, of course, I had no idea what self was, nor do I still to this day. But nevertheless, that's what it was called. And in that course, there were many wonderful policemen taking the course. And so I went over many of the principles of Zen practice because it was very, very very, it was not new to me, but very alive to me when you just started becoming so vivid and alive. And one of the policemen, and many of these policemen worked in Times Square at the, at the Port Authority. They worked late at night. They worked with difficult people. There were many arrests that went on and so forth. And I, and I remember teaching this, which is the simple process of before you arrest anyone, just take a moment, bow to them, just bow to them. You don't have to say thank you, but you're bowing, you're acknowledging their humanity, you're acknowledging something, just you're taking them in, you're seeing who's in front of you. Okay, well, as time went on in the course, different practices. And it was to my great amazement and fascination, many of these policemen took this very seriously. It interested them, some not, some not, but many, yes. And one, one of the policemen, the detectives, big, big guy, he, <coughs> we, we all, we would each week talk to the class about what our experience had been and so forth. And he said, he, he was just practically overwhelmed. He was changed. He said he was doing it. He was doing it. He was just putting in his mind <clears throat> his palms together in front of everyone at that Port Authority, whoever he ran into, taking that little moment to bow to them. And in one case, he had to arrest someone. But before he did, he bowed to that person and he said, oh my, I suddenly saw who was right there in front of me. I felt the whole, he became aware of the whole experience. He said, well, my goodness, I talked to him so differently. I touched him so differently. The exchange was so different the way I was taught him then. And that particular detective was so moved. He actually... <laughs> Eventually, when he retired, which was pretty soon, he left and he went on forward to his studies of, actually, he turned and became involved in Tibetan Buddhism. He just went off and got a, ma a master's, I remember, and he just was moved. He was moved. He was changed. The interaction with that person who was being arrested was totally different. 
I'm sure it affected that person greatly as well. <clears throat> greatly. You know, the way someone relates to us is how we then feel about ourselves so often. If someone treats us harshly, cruelly, like an object of some kind, we feel that's, that's we embody that. We take it in unconsciously. That's how we feel about ourselves. That's who we think we are. We go along. We, we imbibe the delusions of others, unfortunately. We drink them in unless we become aware, unless we take a moment. Even if somebody is treating us that way, in a, in a rough, tough, harsh way, coming out of their, their delusions, their illusions, their lack of awareness, and, and we, we could also stop, take a moment, and bow to them. That's a very powerful teaching also in, in Zen practice. In fact, it's the part of the morning service that's said many places, bow. Now, by bowing, it doesn't mean we're becoming subservient, subservient to them. We're not saying, you're right, I'm wrong. That's not it. We're bowing. We're just stopping. It's like we're, we're experiencing their, them fully. And if we experience somebody fully, it's much more than their superficial rage. Maybe we're bowing to the experience itself. We're not rejecting it. We're not pushing it away. We're, we're just tasting it, experiencing it. We're not going along. The minute you choose to just fully experience it, it doesn't have that power over you anymore at all because you're not just going along with it. You're not swept up in it. You're in your own consciousness, which is one of, I acknowledge you. Thank you. Now, what would that thank you mean if someone is being abusive toward you? Well, what does that mean, thank you? What are you thanking them for? That's a koan, and it's a powerful koan. It's a powerful koan. It doesn't have a logical answer, <clears throat> but when you practice it, you will see for yourself the enormous effect it has on you and on them sometimes as well. You're stopping. You're taking the moment. You're bowing. Maybe you're bowing to the experience that's coming. You're surrendering to it. You're acknowledging it. You're not running away from it. You're not reacting to it harshly in return. You're saying, okay, this is what's happening right here, right now. I'm not refusing the experience. But I'm not making a big deal out of it like it means I'm horrible, they're horrible, something horrible is going to happen. I'm just being with it in the moment so fully. And then let me tell you, it has no choice but to melt away, evolve, transform into something entirely different. It's our response to an experience that gives it our power over us. And what we're really experiencing isn't what happens. What we're experiencing is our response to it. If we respond in rage, we will be filled with rage. We'll experience our own rage. But we could respond to that same experience in an entirely different way. We could respond with compassion. Now, this is not fake compassion that we're imagining or drumming up. 
It will arise if you stop fighting the experience by itself. Or something else will arise. We could respond with humor. It might seem funny. There are many, many, many different responses that will come up. And what we will experience is our own response, as I said. That's a very, again, important, pivotal point in practice. We think we're experiencing the other, but often it's not true. Most of the time it's not true. When we are able to truly experience another, that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. But right now, what we're experiencing, what we're working with, what we're pointing to, it's just being aware, 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 aware of our own experience of what's being given to us, of what's being presented to us, and, and making that bow to it. That bow could be thank you. That bow could be I am here with you. It could mean many different things in many moments to you. It could be I'm not fighting this. I'm just tasting it. And there's no point in going into one's head about it and analyzing it because it's, that's the whole point of bowing. Stay in your body. Stay in the experience of it rather than in all the thoughts about it. We have two things here. We have our bodily experience of something that comes to us. And we have all our thousands of thoughts about it, interpreting it, analyzing it, figuring it out. That's immediately a way to run away from the direct experience of a person, place, situation, whatever. We're running away from the direct experience into our thoughts about it. Somehow we think we have more control over our thoughts or it's safer or, or we're more enclosed and protected in our mind, thinking, thinking, thinking. It's not true. The opposite is true. When we hide away in our thoughts and dwell there, a great deal of confusion appears, and also pain. So let's return to our practice. Take a moment. I love that these practices are so simple. Kindergarten, I like it. Let's go to kindergarten. Let's have fun in kindergarten. Let's learn all over again how to be in, in this classroom of life. Take a moment. Don't prejudge a situation or a moment or an experience. Don't think about it, just bow to it. Meaning, I'm here with you. I am totally willing to be one with you. Mm. What a bl- I, The word blessed comes, but it is a very blessed way to be. Beautiful. It only brings benefit to you and to whatever it is that you are interacting with. And all I want to say before I finish for this morning is try it and see. I remember my original teacher said, and this was one of the things that caused me when I heard him say this, I could never leave the practice after that. It felt so wonderful to me. He said, when you come here, we're not asking you to believe anything. Just come 
and find out for yourself. He was saying, take a moment, practice and see. I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, The URL for the podcast is www.zenwisdom.com zenwisdomtoday.com and if you wish to reach me my uh, email is topspeaker at yahoo.com I thank you over and over for your wonderful emails I appreciate them they're meaningful they're lovely any questions comments most welcome and again thank you for listening have a beautiful beautiful day bye